You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You goddamn right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, my name is Mike Lunsford, and welcome to the Great Geek Refuge. This is our podcast. It's GGR Pirate Radio. Tonight, we're at the diner. What are we doing at the diner, you may ask yourself? Well, you could ask yourself, or you could ask us, the guys who we're hosting at the diner on GGR Pirate Radio. It's myself, Mike Lunsford. I am one of your co-hosts. I'm also the guy who helped found, I, as my wife corrected me the other night, it's always found. I found the website. I did not find it. Because it's not like it was missing. It's not like it was a, a golden box buried somewhere in the 40s in um, in Egypt. No, it, it, I, we founded the website. So we founded this website in 2014. And I did it with the help of the guy who's been the co-host of the podcast since 2015 when we started. And his name is Steve Monick. Hey, I'm so glad everyone's listening to this podcast on Enter Day that this you're listening to this now. <laughs> that was slick, Steve. Good job. We've also just, got... just edit it. Just edit it in. We'll, we'll be fine. <laughs> okay. We'll get it in post. It's cool. Um, we've also got the newest host of the podcast, but just because he's the newest does not mean that he is not just as loved and just as fabulous as the rest of us. In fact, it's now become like my catchphrase for him. Just like the mitochondria in the cell, it's the powerhouse. The initials for mitochondria being MC. MC Brooks is the powerhouse of this podcast you know him you love him his name is mc brooks avoided becoming a father today and awesome <laughs> <laughs> saw that congratulations sir wow out of context that is yeah fucked up. <laughs> good old facebook a- algorithms intense <laughs> wink wink we've also got the fourth member of our podcasting team joining us at the diner for I'm going to just say it's his 100th episode, so congratulations, Rambo, on your 100th episode. Yay, yay. Can't back that up with stats. I'm just saying things right now. His name is James Rambo. I demand some sort of enamel pin as evidence of this. <laughs> I would... Fucking <laughs> Disney style. Except, well, I think we can make this happen. Why, why don't like, you just... Why, triple his salary right now. Done. Done. I'll take no stroke. less than four times what I make. With the stroke you drive a hard bargain, Rambo, but I will pay you exactly four times the dollar amount that you're being paid right now. Because Steve, <laughs> Steve is the treasurer of GTR, <laughs> the resident mathologist of this group. So I'll take care of it. One of my favorite scenes in Road to Perdition um, is when uh, uh, a young Tyler Hecklin, uh, uh, a future Superman, um, talks to, to Tom Hanks and he's like, how much, you know, am I going to get a cut of this money? And he's like, yeah, what do you, how much do you want? And he goes, $200. He goes, done. And there's, there's like two beats that go by and he goes, could I have had more? And Tom Hanks doesn't, he like perfectly nails the time. And he's like, you'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so spot on. Oh my goodness. Let's jump in. I reached out to all of you radio and podcasting fan listener people out there because I love when you guys ask questions. I love when we pose questions to social media and they come back with some pretty cool uh, questions for us. That's how we're going to kick things off tonight. Um, but then after we do our little question and answer session, we're going to jump into 
easily, I would say, the biggest two Marvel movies that came out in the last two years. I mean, they're they were a cornerstone of their franchise. It was ending an, an epic saga of God. I don't even remember how many movies it was total. But we're going to be talking. How many was it? Twenty three. 23 movies it was the culmination of a 23 movie ginormous storyline uh and that would be avengers endgame and avengers uh infinity war or vice versa infinity war first and then endgame but we're going to be talking about those and really just discussing them because i in going back and listening we only gave them a little bit of time and i was surprised at how little time we gave to these movies because they were that big and I think what we'll do is we'll talk about the things that we love, the things that like maybe we felt could have been better or maybe things that we want more of, things that they explored that we were like, man, I really wish I got more of that. So let's start off with our listener questions. Um, MC, I know that you said you, we got a couple on Twitter, so I'll let you do those. But I want to do the ones that we got on our Facebook page sure. first. We got one from, um, as Steve refers to him as, uh, DTRB, Downtown Russ Brown. Um, he wants to know what our favorite video game franchise is. So we'll start with... Uh, Mr. Rambo, then Mr. M.C. Brooks, uh, Steve, and then I will be the anchor leg, and I'll go uh, go forth. But uh, Rambo, what would you say your favorite video game franchise is? Um, you know, my first instinct was to say Zelda, but I'm I'm realizing that I'm actually like two or three games behind on that franchise. So if I'm gonna, if it, it, it I have to approach this in the same way I approach all these things. Um. I need to create a rubric and the rubric will have to be what is something what like what is a franchise that I keep going back to and that I'm excited for every time there's a new release and that's probably either going to have to be the Arkham franchise or Borderlands. Ooh. Play golf applause <laughs> for you. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean those are yeah, I Yeah. Batman Arkham Asylum was one of the best games I've ever played in my life. Like I that was the last one. I haven't played any of the other ones after that cuz I got rid of my systems. But yeah, I, I loved Arkham Asylum. I thought it was fantastic. It's so good. Dude, I'm, I'm actually about to start replaying those games right now. That's my Dude. Halloween tradition. I play that in the dark on Halloween. It's fun. I don't know why, but it's a good time. That's awesome. That's, it's just one of those I, things that I, like that. I imagine you just did one time and like, yeah, that's what that's just what you do. <laughs> now it's a thing we always that's do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's tradition. MC, man, what's your what's your go to? Or favorite? Well, wait. Why are we even asking you? We know what the answer is. I was that was going to be my exact answer. Like, do you actually want me to answer? Like, do we already about Katamari Damacy from this guy? Come on, let's move on. Absolutely, that is exactly it. If I have to hear one more fucking rant about Bubble Bobble, god damn it. <laughs> King Cubert over here. Give him a chance. We all know it's going to be Mighty Bomb Jacket. Come on. <laughs> Are we going to keep playing this game of who can come up with more obscure video <laughs> games? Every 45 Please minutes, do. I want to do Please nothing do. else. <laughs> <laughs> what other shitty Nintendo or Sega games can we come up with, right? Oh, obviously, it's Booger Man. Like... <laughs> oh, duh. Yeah. Um, not, it's but not yeah, Mario, it's... but it's specifically Dr. Mario. But you just want remake after remake after remake and, and like higher res versions of the original Dr. Mario over and over and over again. All I want. 4K Mario MD. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> but still pixelated. <laughs> Extremely pixelated. Um, I mean, it's it goes without saying. It's Sonic, obviously, but, right? Like, there's yeah, no question I mean, about it. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. That's the obvious. But but I will lob up another franchise just just so I give an answer that's not the obvious one. Okay. And because uh, uh, I probably would have said the Arkham series because I do I do love those I do love those games very 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 much. But I'll actually go with the Final Fantasy series, just all of them. Like I, I think eight was the only one I kind of didn't really care all that much about. But yeah. I've, I've played one, four, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve, thirteen, and fifteen. Wow. And uh, I've pretty, I've pretty much enjoy, <laughs> enjoyed uh, every game along the way, despite how difficult uh, some of them are compared to to others. But uh, they, they've, I mean, they, they've managed to be innovative and be different. Um, every go around seemingly with the story, even sometimes when they've rehashed, uh, uh, stories and, and, and just done them from a different perspective, like with nine and 12, for example. But, uh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're awesome. Steve, what is your go-to favorite video game franchise? Yeah. Before I drop mine real quick, shout out to my brother. Cause MC just brought up Final Fantasy. My brother posed a question to me one time. 
if you could have all of the media from one single franchise, like you're basically kind of like your desert oh, yeah. island franchise, his answer was Final Fantasy. It wasn't just like the video games, but he's talking like everything. I mean, I, I said Star Wars because I get all the video games, movies, comics, novels, everything. He loves Final Fantasy so much. That is his Desert Island singular franchise. So little shout out to how much he loves Final Fantasy right right up there with the MC. Um, like Rambo, my answer, gut reaction was going to be Zelda. But then he kind of brought up the point where I'm like, yeah, I'm like six consoles behind all you kids out there. And I haven't played anything. I feel like the Link to the Past was the last thing I ever played. I mean, I'm literally playing a Link to the Past right now. Oh God, I'm like, so not jealous. Yeah. I love, I love that game so much. Like so I'm good. Oh, I might have to go buy a friggin' mini Super Nintendo. Oh God, I hate you all. So the uh, <laughs> the, the, oh, the yeah. real answer, the real answer ends up being though the ones I kept up the most with, um, re- the Resident Evil series. Okay. Um, I, I, the good, the bad, the ugly. I know there's some very goofy, weird, different things with that game. There's some hits and some misses as far as quality goes, but I just, I love that series. It's fun to play, um, and I think it's got some good story along with it too. So if you if you like zombies, it's hard to beat Resident Evil. It's good stuff, man. Uh wow. I actually have to pick a franchise. So. I just I haven't played much in, in a really long time. I'm so behind on video game systems. I would have to say. Hmm. Damn. I had this question. Literally, he told he said it to me almost 24 hours ago. And I was like, yeah, it'll be a great question to ask to put zero effort into this whatsoever. <laughs> Did not think about this at all. Um, totally you know what? Honestly, I would say because I could pick it up right now. Play the one, play the um the one on Xbox. I mean, I played the one on Nintendo and it was fine. It was just it was hard as balls. Um, but the Xbox game was fucking phenomenal, and so was the Xbox 360 one, and that's Ninja Gaiden. And those games yeah. are so friggin' fun. And the one for the original Xbox was just like, it was ridiculous. Like because you literally had to get a you had to become a better game player as the game went on even if you were just playing it on normal because the ninjas got progressively harder. It wasn't like a carbon copy of each one, like, and they got more complex and intricate weapons and like their strategies got better. So like, if you weren't any good as a ninja, you were going to get your ass kicked. And like the, the visuals in that game, I still feel like on the, the original Xbox, they still hold up and like just a fantastic series. And then uh, the one on 360 Ninja Gaiden two was just like, like a work of art and it was just like hey do you like blood and gore and like some like surprise nudity yeah sure what the hell who doesn't love that well here you go here's all of those things in ninja gaiden 2 and it was it was glorious and violent and gory and fun and challenging all of those things that wrapped up in one and i would if i still had those systems or one of them like because the 360 is backwards compatible i would waste a lot of time doing that but that's why i got rid of my game systems in the first place is like (laughs) if i want to be able to podcast if i want to be able to write if i want to be able to like run our website like have you know like a regular life with a family i had to give up games because like i just i I couldn't fit fit them into my schedule so if you're looking for something interesting ninja gaiden related at replay fx a couple years ago there was a band there called bit brigade yeah and what they do is they are a you know hard rock band and they play the songs for various Nintendo games as yeah. one of the people are playing through it. So oh. they've done like Mega Man 2 and Ninja Gaiden and, and a handful of others. And they play like really cool, fun rock versions of them while the dude's just sitting there. And they have the game projected up on a screen. So like all these like kind of classic 8-bit songs, you know, hard rockified while a dude's playing the game. Pretty, pretty fun little thing awesome. to watch. Yeah. Um, we've got enough questions here that we can come back to these another time. I want to kind of save these just like, and we'll little by little, we'll throw them into each podcast. But there was one that MC got on his Twitter that was fucking phenomenal. And I want to know, because I know all of us have experienced this at some point. Um, not the second one you sent me MC, but the first one, can you read that one? I was, I was going to ask cause I wasn't sure which one. Yeah. The, the first, the first one you sent me. Yeah. Go ahead okay, and read that uh, to, the, to the crew. Okay, so the, the uh, question I got from Twitter is, what is the worst meal you forced yourself to eat because you love someone? 
Like, who who said that? First off, we have to give them a shout out because like it's such a fucking great question. Shout out to my friend Tora who uh uh Oh, is that Tora the Explorer? Yeah. Oh, I just followed her with the Twitter account, so I'm super excited because oh, she awesome. likes all of our stuff. Yeah, I like her. She's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She asked she asked the the question we had on the the last uh the last one we did. We were answering questions about uh the passport, about whether you go. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was her question too. Nice. Okay. So, what's the worst meal that you've eaten because it was made by somebody you loved? <laughs> Steve, please now, before start. you Go guys ahead. answer, don't get yourselves in trouble. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> please I, don't get yourself in trouble. Mm. See, love is a very strong word. Like more like <laughs> it, can can I can I just pivot from love to to afraid of what would happen? Uh, I, I had, I had a friend in, in kind of like elementary, middle high school, uh, really cool dude. His name's Pav and he's like, um, I think he's a lawyer now he's an attorney and everything, but we were hanging out and he invited me over and they, you know, he, he's of Indian descent. He has an Indian family and they cooked an Indian authentic dinner. And I am as, you know, white bread as it gets, especially when it comes to cuisine that was a palate that I was not prepared for. And I just sat there and quietly ate plain yogurt and smiled. And that was as close as I could get to <laughs> eating some of the, the cuisine there. And they were all, you know, happy and nice and everything. But it, it, I was just like, I'm just going to sit here and do the best I can with this because I don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Rambo, what about you, man? Like, I... I, let me just state, Steve, I, I'm with you. I have tried Indian food so many times, and every time I have it, it makes me ill. And like, and it didn't help. I'm, I think it was like seventh grade. I mean, that's yeah. not the time you're exploring cuisine. <laughs> that's the time I'm putting Doritos on pizza. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not eating good food. or, or high, I'm sure it was delicious, you know, and I'm sure now I could appreciate it as an adult. But at the time, I'm like, come on, man. Like, where's the bagel bites? Like, what, what is this, you know? <laughs> The degree of your to your palate is <laughs> between nacho cheese and Cool Ranch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like it's, are we going red bag or blue bag today? That's that's what I need to know. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, probably something my mom made. She, I loved her dearly, but good God, was she was not a good cook. She could make <laughs> like. Fucking chicken and dumplings, lasagna, and she made these like fucking super dense pound cakes. Um, but yeah, some overcooked piece of like boiled chicken or some shit that she made at one point. Like all, I am the cook between me and uh, me and Katie, and all of the, all of the things I know about cooking I learned from my father. Um, so yeah, I don't know some. Some piece of like boiled like steamed broccoli that Nancy Rambo made at one point. <laughs> um, MC, we'll let you be the anchor leg for this one since since sure. uh, you asked the question. But for mine, um, it's a toss up. God, there's there's a couple of really good examples. Um, I'll make my story short. So to similar to Steve's uh, venture into the cuisine of the subcontinent, um, when I was enlisted. Um, I was talking to one of our translators who was from Kuwait, and he was telling me, he was like, oh, oh, yada, yada, yada. We have everything that America has. We have everything that America has. And I'm just, you know, like 21-year-old douchebag Mike, and I'm like, oh, yeah? What about smoothies? Like, just like something stupid like that, because we were talking about tropical smoothie. And I was like, man, I wish they had a tropical smoothie in this dump. And he was like, he was like, oh, no, no, we have smoothies. We have smoothies. And I was like, you do? Really? Cool. Okay, cool. Just show me. Show me this smoothie. So he goes to like the market where they he's going to give me a smoothie. I'm like, I don't know what the hell he's going to bring me, but I can't wait to see this. And like me and the other guys in my, my squad are all like, there's no way this is going to be good. There's no way. And I'm like, let's give him a chance. Maybe it'll be good. And he brings back a carton, right? It's it's a carton of milk. And he's like, yeah, we have a smoothie. He didn't understand smoothie. He thought smoothie meant yogurt. Uh, the, middle, the Middle Eastern version of yogurt is much different than the American version of yogurt. It is curdled milk, essentially. And because it's – and it smells it, – yeah, exactly like you imagine. And <laughs> so he brings it, and I'm the asshole who asked for it. So I can't not drink it. 
but like immediately I smell it and my gag reflex starts going off and like I have to choke this shit down and it was so fucking horrible. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to stick this in the fridge. I'll finish this later. Mmm. Yum, yum, yum. Like, oh, it was so bad. <laughs> like... <laughs> So filling. Must eat later. Mmm, <laughs> delicious. Um, but quick answer was by somebody that I loved. So my grandmother, God, re- I love my grandmother. She's my hero. She's seriously like the coolest woman on the face of the planet. God rest her soul. Um, she was a horrible cook. Um, she could make, she made really good sandwiches, but that was easy because that was like lunch meat and stuff. But like when it came to cooking, like her best friend was the microwave. Once they invented the microwave, she bought every microwave gadget you can imagine and was just blown away by like this technology. Like you can make bacon in the microwave, Michael. <laughs> and I'm like, that's amazing, Grandma. But you could also make it in a frying pan. She's like, but you, it has a rack. And you can, <laughs> I was, okay, cool. <laughs> she was making instant mashed potatoes one night. And this is like a story of legend in my family. So if you even mention the mashed potatoes that, that Roz Marcus made, they'll be like, oh, yeah, we remember those. We ran out of milk. <laughs> so she used hazelnut coffee creamer. Oh, oh no. My God. <laughs> and they right, were. <laughs> They were horrible. They were so bad. But God, I love my grandma. I loved her so much. I powered through those. They were so shitty. My dad, same thing. My mom used to complain about how bad my grandma's cooking was. My dad was like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's great because my dad's like, you know, iron stomach will eat anything. My dad, my dad said he was like, even I had trouble getting through those because those were fucking horrible. (laughs) Oh, the hazelnut mashed potatoes. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Sorry. That was a really long story. (laughs) it's fine yeah oh what about you mc what's the last one that you had to power through like what's the worst one uh like i've been really fortunate i, I i'll say i've been really fortunate that like most of the people i know can cook pretty can cook for the most part so uh, the, the 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 experience that really sticks out in my mind is uh the one time that uh i had dinner at the house of someone who had catfished me. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Show up and they're not Hold like on. their pictures. Then and you're like, yeah, I'll stay for dinner. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. I mean, so for, for backstory, like, we, we I, I don't remember what site we, we met on, but we, you know, we had been chatting and all of that. And we had agreed to go out. We actually agreed to go out, like, one one day when I was off of work. And she like stood me up and and or and like didn't let me know until like after the fact. So she so she was like, oh hey, how about you know I make uh, I make it up to you, you know you can come over, I'll make you dinner and you know we'll just get some one on one time. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that, that sounds cool. That's uh, how people get murdered, MC. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, how are you still here? Who doesn't make bad decisions? Like. Who amongst us hasn't been catfished? Who, who doesn't make bad meal decisions made at person? 22? At, at 22, when you can. Oh, you were 22. Over. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, this is not a recent Fair. story. Fair. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no. All right. All I, might, I might have been 21 actually. 21 or 22. Fair one, one of the two. Yeah. Like Fair who hasn't who hasn't done bad. something stupid at the you know just because a girl was involved? <laughs> uh yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 I think every single one of us is guilty of that one. And yeah, and food too. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Very one-track minded. To paraphrase um, my buddy Ben, twenty-two-year-olds' uh, heads are full of snakes. So, <laughs> yeah, Facts. That, that was outside of your control. Pretty accurate. Steve, how old were you with, when that girl tried to sell you on that book? <laughs> uh, that was uh, like last, last week, right? Way older than I would have. Well, here's the thing. It, 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 so the book was Mein Kampf, right? I, I've told this story a couple of times. Wow. Yeah, we, you know, we met on uh, a dating website, and you know, she seemed like a nice enough person or whatever. And then we had gone to a Halloween party, and we were going to another location after that party. Um, like I think it was a friend's house or something. And so we were riding in the car together, and she just kind of, she had had a few, and she kind of like mentioned that her and her dad. Uh, you know, read my conf and think it's got some good things to say. And uh, that's about the time where I was like, well, kind of wish I'd been catfished at this point. Um, fried catfish, anything, I'll, I'll, anything to get out of this conversation. I don't care. Um, so that, that ended rather quickly. But yeah, that's the, the brief version of that story. Ooh. Yeah. You hear those words and you you think they're oh, is this man. like, is this just a, 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 an 
I'm not a very tasteful joke. Like, where are you going with this? And the punchline uh, never came. If you're so, yeah, if, if yeah. whoever says that, if their immediate response isn't, <laughs> look at your face, idiot, you know, like not, no, none, none of that. It was just kind of a, a pause waiting for me to affirm that thought of, Yes, and I've also read it. Let's discuss the finer points of Mein Kampf. That oh, didn't no. happen, and um, you know that's not my wife. In case anyone's wondering where relationship <laughs> ended, I think we were all pretty sure that she wasn't. That wasn't yeah, the one, yeah. but still, like just making sure. Um, wow, Jesus Christ! Like yeah. that, that's a wonderful story, though. Like because well, well wait, I didn't even you, describe what she what she made. Oh, are you talking oh about my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, no, I'm talking about yours, MC. Took. Yeah, no, I was oh. giving you back. Yeah, like, this is a wonderful story. I want to know what she made you, yeah. Oh, yeah, she so she made eggplant parm, and... Um, uh, there's so many ways I can go bad. And yeah, it, 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 it tasted like five gum in Prego sauce. Like... <laughs> five gum. <laughs> and because, I was, because I was trying to be nice, because she, she, you know, she had already made the food and everything, and I was trying to be nice before I left. I I think I muscled through like a fourth of it and then pretended to be full. That oh, Dude. like like that to like that totally ruined eggplant for me. I to this day I I don't like it. <laughs> I've tried it like maybe a few other times and it just reminds me of that and I'm like nope I'm I'm good. It was because of that that I am not a fan of catfishing. <laughs> yeah. But before but, that, totally on board. <laughs> But I did get a Dreamcast out of the ordeal. So hey. Which she let me have for free because she was planning to give it away. And I was like, I'm calling this a net. I'm calling this a net win. I think that you getting catfished <laughs> was ultimately for the best. Like, Absolutely. So, all right. I mean, I, I, <clears throat> I'm so curious about this. All right. So the catfishing. Did you... Did you know she was not who she said she was when you got to the house? Or was it like you showed up and you're like, what the fuck? And then it was like, also, I made you a meal. Well, it was it was part what it was. Part, it was part shock and part WTFC. Like the thing, my whole thing was like our, there was already an emotional attachment because we had been conversing for so long uh -huh. that there was. There, like for me, there was something there, and then just discovering that she was not who she was was like, what the entire f? Yeah. <laughs> like what? Like what the hell? Because she had been using she had been using her cousin's pictures who she lived with. Oh. And so her cousin when her cousin like when her cousin answered the door, I thought it was her. And, You're like, and hey, it was. She's like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> And I was like, oh, my gosh. Wow, I'm here. Like, I, I, I literally, like, me and my best friend at the time, we had this thing where if we were ever in a situation that we needed to get out of, we'd be like, hey, hey, uh, call me in five minutes and just sound really angry really loudly so I, I can just make an excuse <laughs> to leave, which is, really, oh. which is exactly what she did. And then so <clears throat> I powered through a fourth of that five-gum pasta and oh. – <laughs> Took took uh, my newly acquired Dreamcast and uh, went the f home as quickly as possible. <laughs> this took on a life of its own. Like I was just, <laughs> oh, my grandma one time made spaghetti and it was horrible. No, this, <laughs> so there was a Dreamcast catfishing, <laughs> horrible eggplant parmesan. It's got everything really. <laughs> it really does. It's the I got catfish and all I got out of it was this lousy Dreamcast. <laughs> And the funny thing, yeah. the funny, and that the funniest thing happened like three years later. I was talking to someone completely different, telling telling them the story, right? Yeah. And then just like before I even gets to the end of it, she was like, "Oh, is her name Tiffany." I was like, uh, "Yes." She's like, "Yeah, I, I went to high school with her. She she's been doing that for a while now." Oh my god! <laughs> Serial catfisher. Oh my god. <laughs> so. Uh, oh my God! I have so many questions. I... <laughs> do do ask. she's been doing it for a while. That means it's never worked, or it's consistently worked. And if it's working, to what degree is it working? Like, 
What? Oh, okay. No, this I is going to be the rest of the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> and to what end? That's the thing. To what end? You know, wait, wait. Yeah. Is she hoping to find a, a husband this way, or is this just a game? Like, what's was, the story? There was well, definitely like an episode of Catfish where there was a woman pretending to be the rapper Bow Wow and luring <laughs> women to her home, and then they would show up. <laughs> yeah right the women would show up and they would be like you're not bow wow you're a woman and she's like yeah but you know since you're here want a bone and there were a lot of them that were like sure yeah all right, what a... <laughs> well i drove yeah, all like, this way no resemblance to bow wow at all either was, was this a particularly attractive woman uh that's a no <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that there's somebody out there. Like, yeah, that, I mean, you know, we're all beautiful creatures under God's eye. question. I want an honest answer. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it worked for a few of those women. So I mean, some weirdly really. attractive. Yeah. I, man, I, what the fuck? <laughs> and fun fact, she is married now. Is she really? <laughs> she is married wow. now. to her cousin. Wait, the Bow <laughs> or the or Tiffany? Bow Wow's married <laughs> to the person. <laughs> <laughs> they catfish Tiff- each other Tiffany's so hard. Married. Game recognizing game right there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're not even the person you said you are, but neither am I. Well done. Will you marry me? <laughs> right. Catfish meets Nigerian prince. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this not a thing? Like <laughs> match oh, me in heaven. Shit. Oh, there's our next script, Rambo. <laughs> That's what we need to work on. Yeah. <laughs> that is amazing coming this summer to a theater near you a game of cat and mouse catfish versus Nigerian prince game of cat and fish (laughs) all he wanted was your social security number and your bank account information she had other plans and her cousin's pictures It basically writes itself. That's what I'm I mean, hearing. Yeah. <laughs> basically. <laughs> oh my God. Let's get into End War, Endgame, and, and Infinity. I can't even talk. Like, Where am I? <laughs> I don't even know what's going on anymore. So, actually, before we do this, we got to know how the story ends. So, like, how does it end? Like, like you said that there was more to the story with with uh, your catfish or catfish. Oh no, no, or... that was. I mean, that was basically. That was. I mean, that was pretty much it. Like. I pretty much spent the entire time I was there trying to avoid having sex with her. Then uh, trying the the five gum pasta. And then I went home. And then like a day or two later, I was like, yeah, I don't think this is going to work out. That's that sucks. Like and like you mentioned something, too, that like and I've seen that on Catfish because I fucking love that show. But like there have been instances where there has been catfishing where it's it's not it's actually not who they portrayed themselves to be but the people had developed such a close relationship there was one girl who was was straight but she was being catfished by a woman pretending to be a man and she went all the way to minnesota to visit her and meet her thinking it was a man and then like they talked about how she was like well i'm not completely cutting her out of my life because we're so close and and like the guys who hosted and even max were like so is the relationship there she's like i'm not ruling it out and i was like wow that's really progressive like that's damn like that's a lot of reasons yeah right like kind of crazy but yeah that's you know part of it's admirable part of it's like why have you not run yet like this seems like such a bad yeah yeah all right avengers Let's talk about Avengers because we only got a couple of minutes before Steve's got to get out of here. So what I want to do is I want to um, let Steve lead this since he's he's got his fatherly duties ahead of him. Um, Steve, run run this through for me kind of when, when it comes to uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Like we, we, we talked about how much we, we all enjoyed this, but like why don't you give us kind of like something you really liked – but then also something that you thought could have been expanded upon or something you want to see them do with the new stuff that they're going to be coming out with. Or maybe something that hasn't even been announced, something that you're just like holding on to hope for, like, God, I really hope they do X. Yeah. So um, for what they were attempting to accomplish, which is make all of these somewhat insane comic stories with 
these elemental force ingots in a crazy titan's you know iron gauntlet that can control the universe and, and you're thinking like that'll never be a mainstream story here we are it's the most uh, uh lucrative movie in the history of movies so um you know for what they're trying to accomplish you, you never think that just the average joe would know thanos or the snap you know the way that people who read comic books did so it's so admirable that they made um something you know graspable for for everybody to make something that people would love and and they've been dedicated to these characters i've always been a sucker for endings like in 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 series i always like the ending like return of the jedi is my favorite star wars i don't care if it's technically the best and people hate ewoks and blah 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 i just like endings i like to see how something concludes i want to know that i got through the whole story and see how the story wraps up and this is one of the better like it's kind of a two-part ending or whatever but um you know it's a really good ending it ends a lot of the story arcs and the bookends of you know i am iron man and, and some of the way the things ended um i really really liked it uh there's certainly things that I would like to see, you know, uh, you know, from the comics and, and bringing all that in. And I think that is the answer to your second question, because it would have been too much to bring in really anything else into these films. And I'm kind of glad they're thinning out the roster a bit because you can't just keep having this creep of characters. And then by the time you hit Avengers, you know, seven, you have 130 character storylines that you're trying to follow and it just becomes impossible. So, you know, the Eternals are going super duper far in the past and we'll see how that impacts things and you know with the purchase of fox they have a lot more characters to to play around in, in that universe and that's the cool thing i'd like to see is i'd like to see them be very very smart about how they use the infinity stones and the various snaps that we've seen in like different like maybe radiation or different things that have happened and how it's affected kind of cosmic history and that's how they attempt to bring in some of my favorite characters growing up, the X-Men. Um, I've never been a big fan of the Fantastic Four, but bringing that, I, I, they're kind of like the Beatles for me. It's like, I get their place in the history. I get it. I like other stories more. I'm like heavy metal more than the Beatles, but I don't get heavy metal without that Fab Four, so to speak. So um, I'd like to see them use the threads and elements that were left at the end of Endgame and use that to bring in some of these other popular uh, storylines and characters. And um, and what I don't ever want to see again is Dark Phoenix. Let's just let's let's call it let's call it it's dead. Yep. We're not doing that again. Um, Agreed. And, but bring in some of those really the dark cool. Phoenix cut. Yeah. Dark <laughs> Phoenix cut. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So like just bring in some of the the cool storylines bring in some of the the more interesting and dynamic x-men characters um and you know bring in the popular ones like you got to bring in cyclops you got to bring in wolverine you got to bring in jean gray you know that kind of stuff but like, you gotta um, have husk and like yeah uh, what yeah was the exactly. guy's name that could speak any language like uh cypher like, was that his name yeah we need forge in our life here i <laughs> i want i want that guy here um what other loser x-men can we think of yeah. maggot was that maggot was yeah, a thing maggot, like, yeah maggot fucking adam x yeah just just <laughs> The, well, that's exactly. You guys get it. I want the hits, right, <laughs> from, the, from the 90s. Um, I want pouches everywhere. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, <laughs> pouches and straps everywhere. Yeah. But, but that's – I mean I just – I thought it was a great ending for a guy who loves endings. Even if it's not the technical best or the most popular, I've always been a sucker for the endings of things. And this is a pretty damn good two-part ending. Yeah, I mean, I would I would tend to agree. Yeah, I'm 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 with you on that one. Um, so just in general, like just to kind of sum up what you're saying, you would like to see more of just the overall Marvel roster going forward. Like, hey, we got this great storyline of 23 movies, and now let's see what else the universe has to offer. Yeah, but I want it to come from an organic place. Like, I don't just want it to be like, oh yeah, uh, you know, Mr. Fantastic's been in the Baxter building this whole time and we never mentioned him. Like, I want the the shattered fragments that are left at the end of Endgame and some of the cosmic ramifications, like maybe the constant snapping that happened and it being 
um, you know, on Earth, right? It's like some of the snaps that stuck are on Earth. Uh, I think three of the four snaps that we see are right there. That central point of radiation is what maybe causes the mutation uh, because oh. we're, we're able to use um, a little bit of creative license with the MCU where we need it to be pretty much the same as, as the characters, but it doesn't necessarily need to be just evolution made them. It can be like a huge boost of radiation from the, the infinity stones. And it's since the earth is right at the hub of where that radiation is, there's a bunch of humans that mutate and that's where we get our mutants from in this that's, version of the universe. That's genius. Um, I love it. Or, yeah. or like the fantastic four, you know, maybe they are, you know, there's there's still pieces of Thanos ship around or something, and they're using that to go, you know, research in space or, um, you know, they come in contact with cosmic radiation from another place that's tied to Endgame, something with Captain Marvel, something like that. I don't have a huge problem tweaking the origins if the core of it's the same Four scientists get blasted with cosmic radiation people are mutants and there's a small portion of them and regular people don't like that. Um, and I think it's going to be really interesting to see how, when slash, if they bring the X-Men in, how that juxtaposes against like the Avengers kind of being loved by people. Um, they try to get away from it a little bit with, with Ultron, but I mean, you save people from Thanos, people are going to like the heroes. People like Iron Man, people like Spider-Man. So all of a sudden there's mutants. Why would people all of a sudden hate them? Uh, so I think they have to be creative with yeah. that, uh, with what's been left at the end of Endgame, and really just fit something nice into a niche. But I don't want it just be, okay, there's mutants. Uh, yeah, Mr. Fantastic's been here the whole time. Like I want it to pick up from where Endgame left off and use those pieces to naturally and organically progress the story to bring these characters in. I'm wow, yeah, like yeah. um. Is this what you do, like at, when you're at work, <laughs> like instead of working, like you're formulating these plans? Because this is like well thought out, Steve. Like I'm, I'm know, really uh, impressed. I don't know about all that, but good, MC. I was gonna say, just to piggyback off of you, like I, I've one of the biggest things I've I've seen people debate over, you know, ever since uh, the rights uh, uh, went back to Marvel is how exactly are they going to adapt and explain Magneto's origin, considering we're in 2023 now? Yeah. yeah. Little I, explaining, old Holocaust explain, survivor, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, we're, we'll be, we're, what, 80-something years removed in, in the Marvel timeline? So, I mean, it, it would be kind of a stretch to just be like, oh, yeah, he just got his powers at 80, and now he's good. Or, you know, like, what, what or what or what point can you go to within the MCU's timeline and you can say, well, this is where Magneto comes from and this is the source of his hatred of humans. They have seen people suggest uh, the Rwandan genocide when there was that rumor about um, Giancarlo. I don't remember his last name. Um, oh, that's Mazzino? Yeah. yeah. When when they were uh, it was rumored that that he may he may possibly be uh, be be get, uh, getting approached uh, to play Magneto. Dude, a black which, Magneto would be badass. Yeah, I, like, and I think I, I like I think there's something interesting too. Like if you were to frame it behind something like the Rwandan genocide, which is a, a much more yeah. recent tragedy that you could you could easily use yeah. as as the origin for for someone like a magneto i mean you could even do like 90s and you could have it like like bosnia herzegovina yeah. or um with all the stuff with slobodan milosevic because i mean essentially that was a genocidal maniac as well i mean like but that's the other thing too is you have within the marvel universe things like that like he could have been like um what did um strucker call it uh, the age of miracles Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What if you have something like that? Yeah, we know that we had the twins, but like there could have been other experiments too that they were using mm -hmm. the staff for. And it's, I mean, maybe that's that's where we have Magneto. You have a guy that was in Eastern Europe that, for whatever reason, they were fussing around with. I mean, like they they really could do a lot of different things. But like, as long as you have Picard or Picard. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he was Marvel. Involved, I don't care. <laughs> as long as you have Xavier and Magneto have that shared 
Genesis, you know, like the, these guys were together. Like I'm, I'm for the story, but I mean, like, are we really going to do another X-Men first class essentially? Cause that was like, you really think that you're going to just reboot the whole thing? Well, I, yeah. well, I, I, I think it would probably be something kind of like what they did with Spider-Man in which he gets introduced in another movie. And then when, whenever they do the solo film, like it'll just it'll piggyback off of that while also like referencing the origins without necessarily needing to depict them like they did with far from home. And I wouldn't hate if it's the, the, the kind of two that I brought up where it's the fantastic four are studying the infinity stones and the radiation and something impacts them that, that kind of makes their leap from scientists to superheroes happen. But what they're studying are people that are being affected by this radiation or mutation or so you just oh, you're, you're yeah. referencing it. You're just dropping little hints in, kind of like uh, Spider-Man was really first referenced in Ant-Man. Um, and they just dropped like there's guys crawling on walls when they're doing one of the mm-hmm. Lewis stories at the end. Then he just has a little bit of a cameo in Civil War. Then he's he's in and I'm fine doing the X-Men. There's like a mention, then a little cameo and then bang off to the races with their own trilogy or whatever you're going to do. Rambo, weigh in on this. man. What's your what's your thoughts on, on what we're talking about here? <sighs> Um, I agree with the majority of the points. Um, I will say I don't like mutants as experiments. Um, particularly if you're going to maintain the civil rights angle, uh, and the, the, the direct metaphor, um, for, um, minority, uh, minority folks, uh, because then it becomes a matter of you were made not you are what you are. Um, so I I do prefer the idea that you maintain it being like this is just a natural mutation, um, and I think you know you can you know you can maintain the idea that with with you know with what Strucker said you know this is being an age of of miracles and marvels and such. Um, there's a line in um, I think it's Ultimate X Men versus Ultimate Avengers. Or, or no, it's 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 Ultimate X Men versus the Ultimates uh, from from a couple years back, um, where the Ultimates are being briefed on. Um, for anybody who doesn't know, the Ultimates were it's the Ultimate Universe was like the more modern uh, Marvel Universe stuff, um, and so the Avengers become the Ultimates, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the first sort of big crossover with the X Men and the uh, and the Ultimate characters. Um, there's this scene where um, the Ultimates are being briefed on who the X-Men are and what they have to go up with, uh, up against. And they show this image of, of Wolverine. They're like, you know, largely unknown. We're not really sure who he is. Uh, we know, like, these things about his powers. And Captain America goes, it's Jim Howlett. Everybody's like, fucking what? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that's, that's lucky Jim Howlett. Oh, gee. so he knew... <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, well, you know, back in the war, nobody knew anything about mutants. We, you know, but he'd he'd jump into a pile of guys and come out pretty much unscathed. We just assumed he was lucky. Which is a badass, yeah. Which like, like that's... that's cool. So you you you, I feel like you can do things like, um, I I I certainly agree with the sentiment of what Steve's saying in terms of like, I don't want it to just be a flip his switch, uh, switch is flipped, and now, um, oh yeah, the the Fantastic Four were right over there off camera. Or the X Men are like, oh no, we all have these. Turns out the X Men were on Krakatoa the whole time. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, I I think it's just a matter of it becomes a matter of rephrasing and reframing um, the perspective on those things. I think you can maintain and 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 bring in mutant characters. um, And I think a smart way to do it is um, again to go back to the Ultimate stuff. uh, There's a there's one issue. Where this kid, uh, he wakes up and he, you know, he's, he's yelling for his mom and he can't find her. And he's like, all right, well, I don't know why you didn't wake me up. I gotta go, I gotta catch the bus and go to school. So he, you know, goes to try and catch the bus and can't find the bus. So he walks to school and there's just skeletons with clothes on and like backpacks on. And he freaks the fuck out and he runs out of town and he, he, he like hikes up to this cave that's all, you know, in the woods up outside of the town. And fucking Wolverine shows up. And he's like, "What? Who are you? What's going on?" And and Wolverine said, break, breaks down pretty simply. He's like, "Look, um, you're a mutant. You your powers kicked in last night, and 
what you can do is your body emits a vapor that is completely noxious and uh, uh, and deadly to anyone who breathes it. I'm the only one who can be around you right now. And so the kid's like, oh, so I, I, I guess I'm going to go and be an X-Men, huh? And he's like, kid, the only thing you can do is kill people. And you just murdered an entire town. So I'm not here to recruit you. And the story ends with like the two, like Maureen's carrying a six pack and he tosses him a can. He's like, drink your beer. And the end of the story is the, the Wolverine, <laughs> what is it? The, you know, the sun rises over the cave and Wolverine's the only one who leaves. Um, Jesus. Yeah. Wow. It's fucking intense. Uh, <laughs> but Happy I, birthday, I think, Jimmy. No shit, right? <laughs> I think it's, it's a matter of, you know, exploring the idea of like, what if, what you can do is something that maybe on the surface isn't um, outright beneficial or is seemingly potentially dangerous to somebody. You know, how do you work within that? How do you how do you turn a weakness into a strength? Um, and I think that's the way you get from, um, hey, look at all these bright and shiny superheroes to this kid you know there, there are these there are these people who have these powers that we might not know about and what can they do with them and what are they hiding um and part of that could also be like you tied in with with civil war um yeah. with the with the sokovia accords you know have it be like anybody who has any kind of abilities needs to step up um i i, I think you know there's there's definitely some, some some real potential for exploring uh, some of those avenues. Um, as far as like Magneto and um, keeping him, I, I I'm of two minds. You can you can absolutely use um, Jesus. How fucked up is this? You can absolutely use a different genocide um, <laughs> to genocide <laughs> to ground the character. <laughs> But I do think that there is something, um, I don't want to say universal. It's so well known. It's yeah. so easy to point to that, uh, that being the Holocaust. Um, and there's no confusion. Like anybody, put it this way, anybody who's going to try to broker an argument about like whether or not it happened or some shit is just, they're just drawing a swastika on themselves. Um, Raven, let me tell you about a girl I dated once. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that um, it is a really simple and straightforward shorthand for um, how to communicate what humanity has a tendency to do, particularly people in power. Um, and the honestly, the the way you get around, like, well, why is any an old old man is like. Powers do a thing where he ages slower. Exactly, exactly. Like, but, yeah, I, was, like, I was literally just thinking that. I was like, well, there's, there's, why is why is he not why is he not decrepit? Why is he ninety years old and he looks spry and like Michael Fassbender? Um, <laughs> magnetism. What? Yeah. yeah, magnetism keeps him young. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's it. All that's, right. That's all you need. Like it is. It's <laughs> it's one of the one of the times. It, one of the real benefits of sci-fi, fantasy, horror, all that stuff is you are telling a story in a world where the supernatural is the norm. Even yeah. if people, even if characters don't want to buy into it, it is still real. So use that to your advantage at times. You know, I, I don't think that you should, uh, I think it's important to stick to the rules of the story you're telling. So if you establish a rule, maintain it. But within that, if you want to tell a story about hamsters that can, you know, that can fly and shoot lasers out of their eyes, have at it. And anybody who wants to say, like, that's unrealistic is an asshole. Like, well, yeah, you that's the whole point. Like, it's not supposed to be realistic. Well, um, and since you just mentioned sci-fi, I want to point it out, too. Um, grandfather of science fiction, Arthur C. Clarke, has three laws and of science fiction. And one of them, the third law is any sufficient advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. And what have yeah. we seen in Wakanda? What have we seen from... Um, from space, like from all of these different spacefaring um, species, they all have ridiculous technology. So, like, yeah. it could be very simple that Magneto was a 
um, a Holocaust survivor and somehow ran across an Infinity Stone or ran into the Chitari or ran into something and now he doesn't age because of whatever reason or he's been fuck cat how old is cap he's supposed to be 90 like he's a world war ii vet too like him and him and uh eric lencher could have very easily crossed paths and he got frozen like who's to say that something similar didn't happen i mean they've already established that is a thing and that it can happen like the x-men got frozen in the 60s and they get unfrozen honestly that's the story you should do with the fantastic four because essentially that was that story, like the whole like American exceptionalism thing is so 1960s. So have oh, them set dude. in the 60s and then like all of a sudden they get jumped to present day yep, because of the Infinity Stones. And then now they have to like deal with the fact that like, yeah, OK, so there was American exceptionalism. But, you know, hey, most of the world hates us now. Like it would it would be an interesting twist, especially like in the Marvel Universe. After all the stuff that happened, like the Sokovia stuff, like the Civil War thing, like it's not like, you know, the America of MCU world has, like, the best reputation. The, I don't hate I don't hate that. The Fantastic Four getting their powers as they're getting transported to the future. Like, there's some kind of, you know, the cosmic radiation is what creates, like, the temporal wormhole or whatever. Or maybe the time traveling that we saw in Endgame jacked something up you know what i mean like you can use an element of like all right we've got some time traveling now so we've opened that pandora's box why not drop something in where they could have worked for shield for crying out loud yeah reed richards is trying to figure out time travel back in the 60s there's some kind of you know something that gets jacked up by tony stark and they get ripped into it um you know he's like well what if we blast cosmic rays at this thing blah 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 and then boom they get, you know, tangentially pulled in somehow. Um, yeah, I, I like that. Um, so the last thing before before I jump off too, though, the only thing that would kind of stink, and I think you could do a really interesting scene, is if they did keep Magneto from like the Holocaust era. Um, boy, you could have done something with him and Cap though, right? And and Chris Evans not necessarily reprising his role anytime soon. Yeah, that would that would have been something, too, where you're kind of saying, like, you know, you were running off and fighting Red Skull and you just forgot about, like, just the the little people that were here and stuff. You were, you know, being war hero and you forgot about the people. You know, you could you could have done something there. Um, it, it's just a little miss. And it's not yeah. it's not worth saying, like, don't do it. Don't don't make them from, you know, the, the his his original comic, you know, foundings or anything like that. But um, there definitely could have been something, you know, really that gut punches you there too it's a big sandbox to play in and like to have Mm -hmm. eric lencher look steve rogers in the eye and say you know you were so busy with your war bond effort but you couldn't stop kevin bacon from murdering my mother like (laughs) because like i don't even care what his real name was he's kevin bacon like he's he's just (laughs) kevin bacon in everything (laughs) see i think i i I wrote an article about it i think it described it as um like all the people that were in the hellfire club it was kevin bacon the devil and uh and the stripper and the psychic stripper yeah (laughs) that's pretty much it still love that movie though that's a good movie it is yeah what were you gonna say rambo i i think instead of going the uh the civil war route with with cap and was like hey here's something else you fucked up um i think it, it you 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 kind of turn it on its head and you have it be not necessarily that, that Magneto is like forgiving him, but that cap is the first person to be like, everybody needs to shut the fuck up and listen to what he has to say. Mm. Um, oh, I like because that. yeah, there's, there's not a time up and certainly during the war. Um, Steve Rogers is doing everything within his power to help as many people as possible. Um, the problem is particularly at the beginning, he's not being allowed to, so it's only when he is able to to it it, it kind of ties into what MC was talking about the last time we spoke about how a lot of uh, people are taking these hot, having these hot takes on 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 superheroes and stuff, you know, talking about like oh well Captain America will be racist like okay well <laughs> if if this is really the, the direction you want to go with this we don't need we don't need to keep talking. Um, I I do like the idea that they would have interacted in the past, um, particularly at, fuck. I like the idea that Cap is one of the ones that liberated the fucking uh, concentration camp that Eric's at. 
Uh, like he saw him as a, like he was a kid and he saw a yeah. cap like just just saw him for like a second or just whatever. for a split fucking second like that you know it doesn't have to be like he's the one who Captain America is the one who breaks the the the, the fucking lock Car- on the carries him out of the building yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> but it's it's you know and you and you can you can play with that too where Cap you know it wasn't no matter what he did it was never enough there was always one more camp to go to. There were all like, what if I had gotten here a day, a month, like a week earlier, how many people could we have saved? Um, And, you know, the potential for like us, the the potential for the two of them sitting down to have a drink and just commiserating about the war. Like, honestly, like that, (laughs) that ties in perfectly with what I want to see more of from the MCU. Um, Steve, you got to get out of here, bud. Yeah, but I think I got one more thing if we want to try and solve the Magneto age problem. Okay. Uh, sure. We already have precedent that Hydra had camps full of people that they had captured and were doing experiments on, and we know that's how Bucky survived so long. Now, granted, they were putting him also in cryo, but he was experimented on. That's how he survived the fall of the train. Um, so it's entirely possible they maybe injected him with something. And it prolonged his life, uh, didn't necessarily give him his powers or anything, but he survived it because he was a mutant. Whereas sure. like other non-mutant people that that particular life injection killed off. Um, and what they were trying to do is, you know, we already saw a scene where Cap was running through camp after camp after camp. It was just a little montage in the movie. But we could zoom in on one of those and have that scene where, you know, Magneto's in, you know, he's strapped to a chair. He's been injected. 10 people are dead around him in, in their chairs or whatever, you know, cap and the Howling commandos come in, take the guys out. It's, it's not even cap. Like a Howling commando just gets the kid. He just goes, get out of here, get out of here. And they run off and cap and the Howling commandos just keep going down the corridor, taking out the, the Hydra people. Solves that's, the that's problem, sees it right there. It's, it's built yeah. into the MCU that, that could work. It sets precedent too, because yeah, yeah. when you watch winter soldier, it was something I didn't catch the first time because I remember watching since I did a rewatch, I watch Cap. I, I, first off, I love Captain America: The First Avenger. I know everybody's like it's boring. That is one of my favorite. Fuck those people. I know okay. that is one of my favorite MCU really movies. I used to be one of those people. It's it's a damn good movie. It it really is. But like the scene when they have Bucky in the beginning when he gets captured and they're experimenting on him. We don't know exactly what they were doing to him, right? So you have essentially the same thing going on because. That's not something that Zola was probably doing with just one person. I'm sure there were plenty of people. So you oh, make Eric okay. Lencher another one. You make Eric Lencher another one of those people. Or there's the other option, too, is that Steve Rogers and Eric Lencher share a passionate kiss, and he gets a little bit of the super soldier serum. There, there's <laughs> – I'm not saying it's realistic. Steve's just taking a uh, – uh, uh, an artillery shell to the chest, so he's like coughed up a little bit of blood. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or he's carrying Eric Lencher out, a la Kevin Costner carrying out Whitney Houston in The Bodyguard, and the song plays as he's carrying him out of there. <laughs> yeah, there's all man. Honestly, there's there's a lot of potential. Like I'm 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 seeing scenes in my head. Yeah. Um, both yeah. like really potentially positive and really potentially fucking heavy. Like. Yeah. You know, Eric, you know, however many years later, seeing newsreel footage of the camps that got liberated and they never made it to his. Yeah. Um, like it was only after the war actually ended that he was he was able to, to get out. Um, yeah, here's, there's, here's the there's thing, too. Of... Here's the thing, too, is like there's there's the prospect of a lot of this and um a lot of different things that they could do. And like what I, what I want to do is um, I've been doing this for the last couple of episodes. I actually do want to make a clean break so we can say, Hey, we'll be back with our second episode coming up next. <laughs> um, Steve, buddy, as always, we, we appreciate you, man. Like it's, it's, I, I'm, I could talk I'm, about with, with you guys all night. Like this is so <laughs> fun to do. Like just speculate, yeah. pick out different comic book moments. Oh yeah. Tie them to what the MCU's built. Like I, I could do this all night. The fact that you carve out an hour of time when you probably 
shouldn't and maybe get glared at by your wife is appreciated. So you'll have to thank Mandy. I'll have to yeah. buy some cookies from her soon. You, um, you got it right there. I, like I said, yeah. I could do this all night. Yes, exactly. <laughs> She's the yes. one who's really making the sacrifice. So Exactly. We appreciate your time, man. And this will be the end of the first episode of our discussion about Endgame and all the crazy shit that can come from this. When we come back, it'll be myself. It'll be MC. It'll be James Rambo. We'll continue on our mathematical path here of talking MCU, um, Endgame, Infinity War, all the different things that can spring from this. Uh, So stay tuned. Make sure you click on the next episode and we'll catch you guys there. And remember, guys, whatever you're doing, wear your masks, stay safe, and don't be a juice bag. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy!